And a good Wednesday morning to you, and welcome into Darren, Donick, and Chase here on ESPN 1025 The Game. Hope everybody's having a good start to your day. I know for a lot of you, you're like, good start. Hell, I've been up for four hours or five hours. What are you talking about? I get it. I mean, I don't because I haven't been up for four or five hours. But when you were sleeping, I was up. You were. It was a late night for you. That was the difference. It was a late night. Those West Coast games are tough. They got definitely one, got it, one more. Yep. Yeah, it's it messes you up. Yeah. Like your your body, you know, you can't just tell it what to it's not a remote control. Shut down. Yeah. Turn on. Turn right. off. No, can't do it. Wouldn't that be great though? Oh, be awesome. What was the Adam Sand click? Adam Sandler movie? What what if we had a remote control for our bodies? Wouldn't that be awesome? Man, I could use that for so Stop. many things. Pause. Rewind. Erase. Erase. <laughs> It's actually delete. Or delete. Do you have an erase button? I wish. <laughs> <laughs> there's there's certain things yeah. or people. But you DVRs, you, with your remote control, you right. can delete. Record. <laughs> Would you record some stuff? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Did you ever see the movie, because um, I know how much you love movies, Eternal Sunshine of the Spotless Mind with Jim Carrey? Gosh, I thought I'd seen every Jim Carrey movie. No. It's a good one. It, it's uh basically is the, this newer uh this I, is, I gotta be honest i haven't watched a lot of new no this is stuff. probably about 10 12 years old not that he's like really that. come up with a whole lot of new stuff yeah. but basically the whole premise is that like he he was in a relationship and it ended very poorly and he just was in so much pain he couldn't like get this person off his mind that there was this procedure that he had that basically erased her from his memory and that was kind of the premise of the movie and eventually mm. it wears off and you know you know how movies end, but but that's kind of that was like the the delete. Yeah, being able to. Well, there'd it. be a lot of companies in trouble uh, for sure because <laughs> if you could just you know tell your body when to turn on and turn off, and you wouldn't need sleep aids and all that stuff. That's a pre- that's a pretty big business helping people sleep. Yeah, and so that would go away if you could just yeah. say you know off. That's why we'll get never it, have that. You technology. get in the bed. Hit off and you go to sleep. How awesome would that be? And you turn it on. So, yeah, that would be cool. But that is not the case. Yes, Predators, hopefully you were up late watching because you got rewarded. Mm-hmm. Good game. Kyle Turris gives them the early lead just over two minutes in. And then Las Vegas kind of took it to them. Final 15 minutes of the first period. And it was what you expected out of a Vegas-Nashville game. Up and down the ice. A lot of right. shots. A lot of attempts. There are tw- 28 shots alone in the first period vegas had 18 nashville had 10 um but you know vegas i talked about this in pregame and their special teams is good really good their roster is really good they are the best team in the first period in the national hockey league and that played out again last night they have scored more goals than anybody in the first period you know who the runaway best team in the third period is in the league uh the nashville predators that would be the nashville predators uh, they came in as the number one penalty kill unit, Vegas, in the National Hockey League. Came into it, and the Predators got a power play goal. So kudos to the power play. Five straight games with a power play goal. They came in. Vegas, number one team with shorthanded goals. Three, which yep. you know most of the entire league has none. They had three. And, of course, their power play is potent as well. I think they, they were sixth in the league on the power play so special teams very very good for vegas they did have a power play goal 
but the Predators did score a power play goal on them. And uh, I guess it played out. Predators had the lone goal in the third. They're the best team in the league in the third. And Vegas is the best team in the first period. And that played out again on uh, Tuesday night. And the bottom line is the Preds won 5-2. Yeah, and and not only did they score on the power play, but it was that second power play unit that had yet to register a goal. Uh, They've had their chances. Kyle Turris, tremendous game from him. He, uh, He had that shot that Nick Benino was able to get a, a little bit of a stick on and tap it in. And so they uh, they got that fifth goal. But good to see the second unit out there re- be rewarded for, for getting those shots. And I, I like I like what I saw last night. I like the uh, the rebound. They how about, were able to how come about back. Greg Smith playing with Sissons and Benino? Yeah, yeah. Uh, changed that up a little Watson bit. Watson sliding down to that fourth line with Turris. Yeah, I like that. I like that. And, and you're seeing, you know, I'm having to train myself that even though you have four lines, they're not really one, two, three, four anymore. You're you're seeing them used in different situations. And I know that, you know, the Duchesne line's getting most of the minutes and then the Johansson line, but they're all contributing right now. And well, that's what makes this team it's it, honestly dynamic. it's always been that way. Yeah, it has. But you know, they have to understand, and I get it. I I, I know what Peter Laviolette's doing. I know what all coaches do, right? They don't want to one, you don't want to have a stigma of you're a first-line guy, you're yeah. a second-line guy, oh, you're a fourth-line Like, it's bad. Right. Because this is what I always say to our kids, okay, on our baseball team. These are seven-year-olds, yeah. seven- and eight-year-olds, mostly seven. What's the most important position your on this posi- team? Your position. That's close. That's that's the right answer. And they're like, first base, nope. Third base, you know, no. Shortstop, nope. You know, they name all the positions. I'm like, nope. Every position is the most important position on this team. Right. Because every single position, that position could win us a game or lose us a game. Right. So it's just the mindset because, you know, kids are no different than athlete, professional athletes or anything, right? You know, oh, I'm in the outfield, right? You know, I view this as bad. You know, I, I view this position as bad. That position is good. And it's the whole mindset of wrong. Every position's important. Wherever you are, it's your job. That's your job to hold down that position. It's no different in, in this. And really, all it is. So, I, like I said, I understand what coaches, why they do that. Because, you know, there's egos. These are professional athletes. And you don't want one line, a number, determine how people feel about it. What, what what, how good is he? He's on the third line. Well, you know, sometimes third lines win you series in right. playoffs. We've seen that. Sure. Uh, you know, they're all important. It's the same thing, right? What's the most important what's the most important line? They're all important. Yeah. Because you need them all in the end and that's honestly what's standing out to me is the depth on this team. And that's what's the next really mentality. starting to jump out at me. I know it's still very early. I get it. It's a long grind. If there's anybody that understands it's me and you. We've gone through this. It's a long haul to the finish line. And hopefully the finish line is in June. So think about it. We're in October. Right. Hopefully the finish line is June. That's a long ways away. I may be up a couple pounds. I may be down a couple pounds. I don't know. My hair may be the same color. It may be lighter. It won't be darker. That means I cheated. <laughs> yeah. It won't be darker. But a lot of things can change from now until sure. June. Chase could be beardless. Who knows? I could doubt be it. beardless? I doubt it. I doubt you'll be clean shaven. No, I, this really, is kind of the look. I was going to say, I think that's kind of your look, but a lot of things can happen. But the depth 
is what is really starting to jump out at me with this team. They just, as we've always talked about with other teams, they come in waves, and that's what we're seeing out of this Predators team. And what it is, Chase, why I said it's always been, because it has, it's always been this way. And by the way, Peter Laviolette, and all coaches do. I mean, how many times have we talked about, it's hard to keep up with lines. It's, in fact, at times, it's silly to even talk about them because they change so much, right? Right. But you have to have a discussion piece. It's like the polls. You know, like Willie's always like, how about we have a poll? Is it? Because we have something to talk about. That's why. It's just a it's a discussion piece. Is it the end-all, be-all? No, of course not. Preseason polls or polls at the beginning of the year. I get it. It's a long haul. It, they, they rarely ever play out like the original polls or the early polls in football, right? Things change. It's a discussion piece. It keeps you talking about the product. And that's no different. You got to have something to identify players playing together in hockey, and that word is lines. Right. So that's that's why we do that. Yeah. Oh, I know. It, but did I, I just do like a? I feel like I just you, did like a hockey lesson. Or you something. did. You went. You went on a little bit of a soapbox, but yeah. it's okay. Uh, I I just think you're seeing now that this team is finally where David Poyle and Peter Laviolette wanted them to be, and that is they're deep. You can mix and match. You can move pieces around. They have, let's be honest, two top lines now. Uh, the Duchesne line, you know, is is very much at the top. But I think the Johansson line is really starting to click with Callie Arncroke, uh and Victor Arvidsson on the wings. So um, I, I just think this team is really, really looking good. And I thought defensively they were better last night in front of Pecorine. I thought the third pairing so showed signs. you think signs. shutting down Vegas the final two periods was better yeah. defensively? Yeah, I feel good about that. Yeah. <laughs> Considering I think the last time they were out in Vegas, didn't Vegas put up about 146 shots on them? Yeah. 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 I mean, they, they, ended up, they ended up out shooting Vegas. That's the did. crazy thing. They did. It was, uh, it was a good performance for them. You know, you always talk about those, those confident games. Confidence games, I think that was one of those for the Preds. Not that they really needed any more confidence right now. The offense continued to click, but I thought they played a, a complete game. Even when they got behind, they battled back. Well, they needed to because they admitted that they didn't play a complete game in Los Angeles. Sure. Okay. The Keens are not good. They're not a very good team. No. Um, that was their first home game, and L.A. outworked them for the first 40 minutes, and they admitted that. And they, it, it's – it's what we we've said all at this level. As much as whatever we think about it, no one's going to go over eighty two. No one. It, it never happens. Bad teams win games, and if you don't show up on a night and you're playing against another professional team where they're all paid to be professionals, you're going to lose, right? right? If you don't show up, and that's how it works, even against bad teams. And so they admitted that, and it just goes to show you any night in the league, it's it's this way in any sport. If you don't show up. Even as bad as we poked fun of the Baltimore Orioles and made fun of them. They're a bad, bad baseball team. Well, guess what? They didn't go 0 for 162. No. They did win some games. Not a lot, but they, they did, did win they baseball did, games. Those, the guys on that team did probably what is the hardest thing to do in sports, and that is know that you're not a very good team, but you show up every day and you, you play the game. Yeah. But it was a nice response to what they admitted to, hey, you know, we turned it on in the third. That was great. But it is a 60-minute game, and you can't turn it on in the third and expect to win night in and night out. Sometimes it works, yeah. like against the Capitals, and sometimes it doesn't. But you're playing with fire if you play it that way. And the bottom line is they absolutely just outworked Vegas last night. They, they deserved did. the win. They worked harder. They outworked Vegas, and they got rewarded for it. The Preds have figured out how to do something that they struggled with last year, and that is they, they know how hockey works 
you're going to get behind in games. You're going to have to chase the game sometimes. And now they actually know how to chase it and get back. And that, to me, is one of the many things that make a team a great team. That's how you, Titans, if you're listening, go from good to great, is you repair those things that you struggled with, and that's what the Predators have done. I noticed you used a lot of chase references there. That was well done. Yeah. Uh, the New Jersey Devils have announced, that they just put this out there in the last five minutes, that assistant general manager Tom Fitzgerald will join the head coach's staff, John Hines' staff today, and serve as an assistant coach. Really? Mm-hmm. I don't know the story behind that. I just saw I that. I don't either. Yeah, that's what the Devils now, put out. Now, he's been an assistant before. In the last five minutes. With, with so the Pittsburgh Penguins. I don't know if there's been a birth or somebody got hurt. You know, somebody's injured or whatever. I don't know. But he is going to come out of uh, the front office and serve on the bench as an assistant coach for huh. the Devils. So, good for Tom Fitzgerald. We'll come back and head to Clarksville. There is a team that is ranked for the first time in a long time. If you haven't been paying attention, the Governors have had a pretty good back-to-back weeks. We will talk to their head coach, Mark Hutsmith, next on Darren Donick and Chase, ESPN 1025, the game. We're going to give you an opportunity to win some really cool tickets. It's called the Last Waltz on an all-star celebration. It's their farewell concert. It's going to be at Bridgestone Arena Saturday, November 23rd. We'll get you involved. We'll tell you how you can do that. A little bit later in the show, Robbie Robertson, special appearance by him, Darius Rucker, Michael McDonald, Emmylou Harris, Vince Gill, Jamie Johnson, and many, many more. It's going to be a fun night at Bridgestone Arena. We'll tell you how you can win tickets to that. We're going to have fun. It's actually a really cool little trivia. We're going to get you involved. We're going to like get a couple callers to call in, and we'll go back and forth. I like it when we do that. I know. and got to work for it. And... It has something to do with teams that have never won it. I'll just, I'll give you, that's, okay. that's all I'll say. I'll just leave it at that. Is that okay? Yeah, that's fine. Uh, the Titans made an announcement, or at least it got no, out. They, 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 they didn't make an announcement. Hold on. They didn't make an announcement. Rewind. <laughs> Last night, Ian Rappaport of NFL Network said that the Titans have made a decision. Yep. They are going with Ryan Tannehill as their starting quarterback against the Chargers on Sunday afternoon, 3.05 kickoff at Nissan Stadium. Hmm. Who were the two individuals that hmm. that Let were saying they felt like it would be Ryan Tannehill? Wasn't the, a lot of people that we talked to, but no. there were two people on the show that kept there were. it feels I don't like think Willie Ryan gave an answer. But. Tannehill, I don't think he did. I think he said... <laughs> There's a good chance it could be Mariota. There's a good chance it could be Tannehill. There's a good chance that one of them could start. Right. I think that was the answer. Yeah. Well, and that, so that was actually right. Yeah, he was right. Yeah. One, one of the two would be the starting quarterback. Yeah, he he nailed that. Listen, I'm not I'm not surprised. Now, as I said yesterday, I was like, listen, I I don't know what this organization is going to do half the time, so. I wouldn't be shocked if they were like, yeah, we'll send Mariota back out there, see what happens. But I felt like you had to make a definitive decision because once it's one thing to pull him in a game, but then you have the opportunity the next week to say, to send the message of, okay, this is what we're going to do and we're going to stand behind this. I'm not saying you have to stick with Ryan Tannehill the rest of the year, but you've got to give it a chance. 
if he goes out there and he absolutely stinks, then you have bigger problems. And, and it's problems that we've seen with this team, with the offensive line and the offense just can't get going. At that point, you have to start really looking at the future. But you have to try something because you're two and four in a division that you still have a chance in. It, no, I mean, of course, so, you're not out at two and four. Right. Not in the NFL. If it, this was college football, you're out. Especially this year in well, the AFC. You're, you're, out, you're not of out of the big it. picture. I right. mean, you're still in bowl contention. But you're not out of it right now. So you have to, you can't just say, hey, we're giving up on the season. We're just, we're, we're throwing it away. You, you have to, you, you trade it for Ryan Tannehill for a reason. Because you wanted a better backup. You wanted an insurance policy. And now you're cashing in on that. And you're going to see what you have. Did he look great when he came in against Denver? No. But, you know, he also got beat up like Marcus Mariota was getting beat up. Did he look up. better, though, than the starter? Yes. Yes, he, yes did. he did. The answer is yes. Yes, yes he, he did. did. And if you disagree with that, I'm sorry. I, I just, in my my opinion, you're wrong. He, it, he did. He looked better. Of course, well, I've got a bum knee, so I can't use me. And Chase, I've seen him throw. I can't use us. But there's a lot of examples of people that actually could come in and look better than the starter did on Sunday. It was honestly, at times, or most of the time, it was embarrassing. Yeah. It really was. It was it was that bad. So it and, really was going to be hard to be the same or worse. But still, as we talked about the first two days of the show this week, he looked better. Yeah. They didn't score any points. He got sacked a lot, just like Marcus. But he looked better. He did. Yes, he, he did. Moved, they moved the ball. This is what I want to see now. Because... I, every everything to this point, I have to go. Well, maybe they were protecting Marcus. Maybe Arthur Smith. Whatever offensive ideas you got, let's see them. Run it. Run your offense. Stop being so predictable. Let's see what you can do with Ryan Tannehill, and then that gives me a a good gauge on what exactly Arthur Smith is as an offensive coordinator, because you have the tools, you have the players. Okay, you, you have two receivers that we really like, that we have seen some flashes of greatness. Is Corey Davis playing like the fifth overall pick? No. But, as you brought up yesterday, who's been his quarterback his entire career? Maybe that changes. A.J. Brown is, as Teron Davenport likes to say, a yak monster. He catches the ball, and then he can break out of a tackle and get you 50 yards. Adam Humphreys still, I think, has a part in this offense. Derrick Henry, of course, is a big part. Delaney Walker, let's get him involved. You, you have to throw everything you have now to get this offense going. And you brought up the word spark yesterday. And, I, and I'm not worried about sparking Marcus Mariota. It's year five. That spark has faded out long ago. It's burnt out. But you got to do something for the locker room. Well, wait a minute. I said I was tired of people talking about maybe this is, serves as a spark for Mariota. Right, because that's to what me, I mean. Like, I, Give me a break. It's well, year five. That, that's a waste of good oxygen. It's Let's year five. stop talking about sparking year five quarterback who went into his final season with no contract. He's making over $20 million a year. Give me a break with all that talk. Hey, maybe this is the jolt he needs. Give me a break. What a waste of good oxygen. But you know what? Could spark the fan base. That's what I'm saying. The could locker spark room, the, the fan, fan base. base. Could spark excitement for this game, which we've talked about. Chargers aren't bringing anybody. So what's that stadium going to look like for a 305 kickoff? I don't know. Considering what's been going on this season. But I'll tell you what, 
it certainly piques my curiosity more. I mean, I get it. We're not we're not the best example because we have to watch. We're going yeah. to watch. It's it's our job. We're going to pay attention. But if I'm being full disclosure, totally honest, do I do I want to? Is there more intrigue now? Yes. Yes. If it, if they came out, the news was Titans are sticking with Marcus Mariota. I'm like, okay. Yeah, okay. and you know what? People uh, would have tuned out. Oh, okay. They'd be like, all right, nah, I'm still going to want, but I mean, it's like, oh, okay. So we'll have the same storyline the rest of the week. Is this going to be good Mariota or bad Mariota? What? Which Mariota's showing up? Something we've talked about for four and a half years. Same discussion piece. We'll just repackage it the rest of the week. Or now we're like, okay. And, and who knows? It may look the same. It may look worse. I don't right. know. It may look better. What what if? I know. What if? What, what if? You won't know until you find so out. Let, right. Let's see it. Let's just see it. You just got to try it. Let's and see what it looks like. And so are you asking me, if I'm being honest, if there is more, like if I'm a lot more interested in this game now, my answer is yes. Yeah. I am. I am too. I really want to see. I have no idea what we're going to be talking about on Monday. None. None whatsoever. It may be, holy crap, boy, the offensive line I might as well just just wire everything up and blow it up because right. that offensive line can't get fixed. That offense can't get fixed. They're a hot mess. This is going nowhere. Who knows if they'll win another? That could be the talk. I doubt it. I doubt it. But what if the talk is Ryan Tannehill throws for 323 yards and two touchdowns, no interceptions, and the Titans, Titans win. win 24 he, to 20. Even if he has an interception. Like I I'm I'm not right, I'm not right. worried I'm, I'm about just, that. I'm giving it's, you the Sure. What what if he comes in You're what if we come in case. on Monday and it's right. like um he got sacked one time. He threw for over 300 yards, couple mm-hmm. of scores and they win 24-20. Can you imagine the discussion piece then? Oh, then it's it's in my mind it's over. If and I know you want to see it more than one game, but it, right then you have to be careful because right. it's one game. But it would definitely—I mean, we—I think a lot of people would be feeling better about what they saw because the problem is this offense just is not dynamic right now, and we think that a lot of that has to do with the quarterback. Now that you're changing the quarterback, you're—you know—you're gonna like see what it is, see what it looks like. Maybe it looks the same. Maybe it doesn't. The offensive line is still a concern for me. It's going to be until they prove otherwise. Taylor Lewan, as talented as he is, he's got to play better in his third game back from, from suspension. Jack Conklin, that was a first-round pick, has got to play better. Ben Jones, that was a big free agent acquisition, that got re-signed before the season, has got to play better. And, oh, by the way, the, uh, the guard that Roger Saffold, that you spent a lot of money on, yeah, he's got to play better, too. And then so does the rookie Nate Davis. They have to play better. They just have to. But if you get a quarterback that knows how to manipulate the pocket more, like I think Tannehill knows how to do, that is going to help them as well. Mike Vrabel is going to speak to the media for the first time since that news got out late last night at 11 o'clock. Our intentions are to play that for you. Let's hear how the coach handles this decision. And hopefully he'll take us through the process of they said they were going to talk about it on Monday night. They said they were going to present it to the team on Tuesday. Let's see today as they hit the practice field, getting ready for the Chargers on Sunday, what Mike Vrabel has to say about what went into the decision 
to put Ryan Tannehill in on Sunday as the starter. And, Something that the two of us were saying Monday at 10 o'clock. Like it was just time. It's time to see it. And quite honestly, the two of us were surprised at how many people we talked to on and off the air, how many people were still saying, yeah. it, it, they're going to come back. It's They're going to give Mariota one more chance. And we were looking at each other like, well, are we the Why? only two that feel this way? Like I thought everybody would feel this way. If and he, I'm not saying that they they felt like that was their call. They were saying they felt like the coach, you know, the head coach was going to come back and say they're going to give Mariota another week. And I was like, really? Both of us. I mean, we were getting told left and right it's going to be Mariota again. Yeah. And we're like, what? You got to be kidding me. If you are John Robinson and Mike Vrabel, why do you have to give Mariota another chance? I, I haven't have no you given idea. him enough at this point? I, I have no idea. You didn't draft him. He's not your guy. You had you you took the job. If you're John Robinson, you said, you know what? I'm going to do everything I can to make your quarterback, Amy Adams Trunk, the franchise quarterback, the guy that you want to build your team around. I'm going to do everything I can to make him successful. And for the most part, I believe that John Robinson has done that. Now I want to hear from him. I think there's some things he needs to answer for, but he's tried. It drafting wise, I think has been better than free agency, but. I think they, they have thrown everything they can at this quarterback, and now they got to try something different. Let's go to Brentwood. Tristan, what's up? Thank you for taking my call. Uh, like I think the Titans are going to do extremely well against uh, San Diego. I think they're going to uh, blow them out of the water, and I think Ryan Tannehill uh, throws four touchdowns. And, yes, yeah, so I think the Titans are going to win 38-10 uh, uh, to uh, 10 or 38-10. to 20 and yes all right uh mark that down tristan says four touchdowns 38 20 38 10 if that happens um we'll need to sean henry would like 38 to 9 we will get tristan on monday to find out his next prediction so we can capitalize on that yes i agree Uh, i don't i don't anticipate it looking like that but there is a chance we come in on monday and it's like whoa Whoa, why in the world have they waited this long, right? There's a chance they could do that. It could. But once again, we'll have to table it and say that was one game. But, hey, if it's one game in the right direction, every game, you can't just keep giving games away before you know it, the season is over or your window is closed. Because of what we were talking about just a few minutes ago. They're still in it. They still have a chance. Uh, Yeah. So you can't can't just say, ah, whatever. So you're saying there's a chance. Yes. Charlie, you're up next. Welcome in. Hey, Darren. I just want to call in, and I just want to give you my opinion. I'm 100% with you. Uh, No one has really talked about it, but uh, I liked what I saw from Tannehill. One thing about it is the one thing, the problem with Mariota, he does not have a sense of urgency. He holds the ball too long. He cannot handle the pressure. One thing I saw from Tannehill is he has a sense of urgency. I just want to get your thoughts on that. All right, thank you, Charlie. Uh, I, don't, I don't think there's any doubt. I mean, I we we will be 100 percent in agreements that, uh, and I've said it for a good while. I mean, if you get to Mariota, you're you're more than likely you're going to beat the Titans. Uh, we yeah. saw it in the Ravens game last year. We saw it in the Broncos game. We can state all the examples. If he feels the pressure more times than not, it's not going to be a good game for, no. for Marcus. That's just how it works. And sometimes in the NFL, you can have clean games. And you don't have to worry about the pocket collapsing or pressure because it doesn't always work out that way. But then there's also going to be games in the NFL where 
you know, for whatever reason, they've out-schemed you or the offensive line's having a bad day or whatever. Your play calling is predictable. What There's a lot of factors that, that come into play, and they're just applying tons of pressure, and they are all over your quarterback. And if your quarterback can't handle that and doesn't know what to do in those situations or is not comfortable in those situations, it can be a long day. And unfortunately, in four and a half years, we've seen some long days when that is playing out. We'll come back. More of Darren, Donick, and Chase on the other side. ESPN 102.5 The Game. <laughs> uh, Nick on Twitter says, Chase on game. Did DMAC underscore 102.5 just say you throw like a girl? Question mark? I don't think you said that. I didn't right. s- Did I miss well, something? I said, because I was going to say, I was referencing how bad Marcus was on Sunday, and I yeah. said, is it really is it really a conversation piece to say that Tannehill looked better? Because basically you could say anybody. Like, And then I went, oh, well, I got a Probably bum. Probably not us. He had a bum knee. And I said, I've seen Chase throw. Yeah, 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 yeah. So, well, first of all, I would never say he throws like a girl because I, I would know – I mean, lots of girls. I would never use that reference. Yeah. That could definitely throw better than Chase. So I would never say he throws like a girl because I believe there are females that I know. Females will throw better than Chase. So that, I would never use that sure. reference. I just said I've seen him throw, and it's Nick. I'm going to tell you, it's not. It's not pretty. There's a reason that I decided at a very young age that I was going to talk about sports. And not play sports. And it's it's too bad because you're a big guy. I mean, I feel like, you know, know, but there's that's really all you got. No, that's it. And I'm, I'm not trying to be – I mean, you know, we're just being I'm honest. I, I mean, We've listen. had a lot of fun over the years on this show talking about your athletic or, – or, or lack, lack of. of yeah. Athletic ability, which is, I mean, at an all-time low. It's I mean, it, it really is. It's I went to the gym the other day. That was, that Nick, was a sight. It may be the worst I've ever seen. I, I'm just – I'm just being honest. Chase knows that. We've talked. Yep. It's it's maybe the worst. In fact, our show discussion piece yesterday, after the show, as we were preparing for today's program, we somehow, I don't remember how we even got on this topic. Because I said but, I played basketball or I, I shot a basketball. And I said, and Max can back up this conversation, I said, if my son Maddox and Chase played a game of one-on-one, by the way, he had his first basketball tryout on monday yeah. night yes yeah, first time so he's gonna do because we want to keep him active during you know but we're not doing baseball baseball is about to wrap up and it's been hockey but is he not gonna do the hockey it's harder man the older you get because you yeah. gotta be all lit and it's like you know we're not gonna be doing travel baseball and travel hockey he right. loves hockey that's what he wants we want him to do but it's and we only have so many sure only so much time and we can't do everything and so going to give basketball world he really likes it um so we did that and so we i think that's what brought it up and i said he had his tryout on monday um i guess he finds out in a week or so what what coach picked him and i said i would put my hard-earned money if they played a game of one-on-one on my son who literally just turned eight this past weekend well if you i would put my money on maddox to beat you in a game of one-on-one basketball and you know what's crazy? And people listening are going, ha-ha, that's, you guys are poking fun. You didn't really give any pushback. No. Like, you didn't really fight no. to say, no, wait a minute. This is getting a little ridiculous. 
I like Maddox. Chase has been around Maddox his, basically his whole life. Yeah. Maddox knows Chase. Chase knows Maddox. They've probably done sports together, thrown stuff together. Oh, yeah. Played hockey. Living room hockey has happened. But you didn't really push back. No. Um, he's going to have me on speed right away. So we already know that he's going to have me there. Uh, I Look, and I said we should find a court and we'll uh, get Gina from promotions and we'll video it. And I think it would be hilarious if you and Lauren are okay with that. And we'll see. <laughs> I think it would be really funny. <laughs> you know, I would admit if I was just, you know, prodding you or having fun. But when I said it yesterday, I, I was being serious. Yeah. And the fact that you didn't really push back no. made me feel a little bit better about yeah. me being I think, serious. I think you're right. I think you would be right. So, Nick underscore Ferris. Um, I didn't say that he throws like a girl. I would never say that because I I know many females that throw way better than Chase. I just said I've seen him throw. Yeah, it's bad. And I would, n- I would not do that to Marcus. That would not be fair to Marcus as a professional athlete to say Chase could have gone out there and done better because that would be incorrect. Yeah. Well. You did kind of slide in that you've been working out. You haven't really brought that up on the air that yeah, you've yeah, started it started a routine to, so you finally you were getting nervous of something i've warned you for what seven years now radio but radio but well especially now that i'm on this side and you know i'm making more i'm out in public more and people are noticing me i'm like all right we're gonna have to clean it up a little bit as uh as as Somebody Are that you we, saying you're getting sloppy? Somebody that we both know. Um, I, I will leave names out of this, but maybe I need to clean the backyard up a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> so, I, I want to know who said that. You know who said that. You were there. I was? Yeah. <laughs> well, you'll have to remind me during the break. That's, that's a great line. Yeah. So that prompted you to hit the gym. Yes. Cleaning up the and backyard. how's that gone? So far, so good. I'm I'm hurting. Porth and I talked about it last night because we were working late, uh-huh. and we are concerned that you're not taking the necessary precautions of working out for the first time in your life. Yeah, that you might not be able to move your arms. Well, and you're gonna have trouble walking because you don't understand that when you do it for the first time. It it's gonna catch up to you. Yeah, it hurts a little. Yeah, but uh, it's not the first time in my life. It's just first time Is in a it long time. Really? No, I, no. I, you, I, you've really lifted a weight in your life. I have, I have. It was bad. <laughs> yes. I have. We won't see how long ago. Uh, I'm a wreck. <laughs> That's the best way to describe me. I'm a wreck. Let's do this uh, for the final segment. Let's give away. Let's give away this cool prize. How about this, Max? Let's get two people, the first two people that call in. We will line them up, and on the other side, I've got a really cool question, and they'll go back and forth until somebody finally misses the other one. The last one standing is going to win these tickets. Now, these are tickets to the last waltz, an all-star celebration. This is going to be at Bridgestone Arena, Saturday night, November 23rd. Really cool night. Very special appearance by Robbie Robertson. Darius Rucker, Michael McDonald, Emmylou Harris, Vince Gill, Jamie Johnson, and a whole lot more. The list is fantastic. You can win tickets to this. First two to jump in there, 737-1025, 615-737-1025. At the top of the next hour, 
We hope to have Mike Vrabel's press conference. We will play live for you, and then we'll kind of react to what we heard. But let's give something away to close out the first hour. Let's do that next on ESPN 102.5 The Game. All right, let's have a little fun. First, before we do that, Joe Madden. Not gonna stop. I'm not even going to tell you to pull over or sit down. I think we've all suspected this. Joe Madden officially now has been hired by the Anaheim Angels. So he is the next skipper of the Angels. That was probably the worst-kept secret going. That was totally going to happen. But we just want to let you know it is official. It is breaking news and out there that Joe Madden has indeed been hired by the Angels. There's still a lot of vacancies out there, so we'll see if this is the first of, you know, many more hires soon to come, I would think. Yeah, but the the Joe Madden Angels thing was kind of like, you know, when you're in school and you know the guy and the girl that, like, they're together all the time and you're just – it's a matter of time before they, they get together. And that's exactly what that was. Okay, let's we say knew. hello to our first contestant. Joseph is on the line. Joseph, how you doing? I'm doing pretty good. How are you? Good. What is, uh, between the NBA, NHL, and NFL, what is your strong suit? What would be your your best sport? Um, here lately, hockey, because uh, I've really, really focused on the Preds during the last few years. Uh, but I grew up on football. So, so <laughs> hockey or football, you feel pretty good about? Yes, sir. Yes, okay. Sir, sir. All right. Let's bring in Greg, who are, is our other contestant. Greg, welcome to the show. I'll ask you the same question. Your strength, not leaving baseball out of it, NFL, NHL, NBA, your strength sport would be what? I'm on number. I'd say it'd be the NFL. NFL. 1025 right now. Okay. Yep. We're on 1025 the game. Listen. Listen. Greg's on. <laughs> Turn it on. Okay. We will start with Joseph. So Greg is NFL, and Joseph says he's NHL or NFL. Here is the question. This is where this comes from. You know, the Nationals, whew, boy, they made it look easy. They punched yeah. their ticket in the World Series and absolutely clobbered the Cardinals. So the Nationals are going to the World Series. Obviously, that's the fir- that's a first mm-hmm. in franchise history. Pat Corbin. That leaves what a, what a just night. one team in Major League Baseball that's never been to the World Series. That's it. One team. One team only in Major League Baseball that's never been to this stage. Wow. And that's not even my question. Does anybody know? Anybody have a, a guess? This is where Ooh. this is all derived from. This is where this question comes from. Because baseball is the is the sport that has the least amount of teams. Right. Just one. Anybody have a guess? Anybody? Of which Max? team it is? Yeah. The Mariners. The Seattle that's, Mariners that's are the thinking. only franchise that is yet to see what that stage looks like. So they have one one team left. So, Joseph, the question I have for you, we will yes. let you handle the NHL, okay? Yes, sir. There are four franchises in the National Hockey League who have never been to the Stanley Cup final. I need you to just give me one. That's going to be, let's see. I need an answer here in the next four seconds. Okay. Um, the Arizona. The Arizona Coyotes. Coyotes, yes, sir. Who are next up for the Preds. That'll be tomorrow night. 
Is Joseph right? The bell says he's indeed right. So, the Coyotes, that means three more teams. Joseph, be thinking that the wheels be turning because we're going to have to speed this up. Greg, you're now yeah. up. There are four NFL franchises that have never been to the Super Bowl. Name one to stay alive. Browns. The Browns. When in doubt, go Browns. That is correct. Back to Joseph. Three more NHL teams that have never been to the Stanley Cup final. You've already said the Coyotes. Minnesota Wild. The Minnesota Wild is correct. By the way, Kevin Fiala last night, healthy scratch for mm, Minnesota. It is mid-October, and Kevin Fiala, healthy scratch. So Wild and Coyotes, halfway there. Back to Greg. Greg, you've named the Browns three other NFL teams and need one that has never been to the Super Bowl. Chargers. The Chargers, he says. Uh, do you not remember them against the 49ers when they oh, were uh, like yeah, a 21, yeah. 21 point underdog and still didn't cover? I do remember that. 1994. They they went into Pittsburgh and beat the Steelers, Neil O'Donnell and the Steelers, and they got drilled by that 49ers team, and I think they were about a 21-point underdog in the Super Bowl. Greg, thank you. Yeah. So, hold on, I'm going to put you on hold. You're not out of the woods just yet. Joseph for the win. One more NHL team. There's two teams left that have never been to the Stanley Cup final. If you can get it, you're the winner. Florida Panthers. Florida Panthers. Ooh. Remember the rats when they would yeah. throw the rats on the ice? The Florida Panthers have been there. Greg, you got a save card. You're back right. in. You're back. It's kind of like what's the, the pool game, you know, where there's a scratch, you get to pull ball back out. You're back in the game. Yeah. All right. All right. So what do you got? Oh. Another NFL team. Three seconds. Texans. The Texans. Last second right before the buzzer. Ooh, that was good. Ooh, comes in, and that is correct. Back to Joseph. He had his chance. Joseph, need another NHL team. All right. I'm going to say Anaheim. The Anaheim Angels. Anaheim Angels. I'm Ducks. Or Mighty Ducks. No. Unfortunately, the Ducks and the Mighty Ducks have been there. Now it is up to Greg for the win. An NFL team for the win. Two more to go. You've said Browns and Texans. Is it the Bucks? The Bucks. Anybody remember John Gruden? John Gruden, anyone? Anyone? Joseph, you're back alive. Okay. Uh, let's say the Buffalo Sabres. The Buffalo Sabres is the guess. Not feeling good right now. Mm. Got a rally. A lot of saves here. Got a rally. A lot of people sweating. Greg, you're back in. Man, there is one obvious one. I said, when in doubt, go Browns. Another one. When in doubt, go 
drawing a blank. Mm. Got an answer? Colts. The Colts. <laughs> Anybody else out there pulling your hair out right now? How many are screaming yeah. at the radio? How many yeah. people? Raise your hand. If you're well, if you're driving, don't raise your hand. How many people are screaming right now at the radio? My guess is a lot. Back to Joseph. Joseph, do you have an answer? You've said the Coyotes. You've said the Wild. They are correct. There are two more teams. Never been to the Stanley Cup final. Two more franchises. Uh, let's see. Um, the, the Canucks. The Canucks. Actually, the Canucks on their way to the Stanley Cup final beat the Preds. They did. Let's go to Greg. Greg for the win. What you got? Detroit Lions. There we go. Win in doubt. Go Lions. Come on. Come on. All right. Good job, I think. I don't know how a lot of people. There's a lot of people probably mad. Yeah. That was, but uh, Gre- Greg's the winner, and we do thank them for participating. We put them on the spot. Greg, congratulations. We'll tell you how you can get those tickets. Yes, the Lions. So the four NFL franchises, Browns, Texans, Lions, and Jaguars. Jaguars. Yeah. NHL franchises, Joseph said the Coyotes in the wild. We were looking for the Winnipeg Jets. By the way, two teams in the Predators division. Two teams in the Titans division. And the other one, the Columbus Blue Jackets. Yep. Remember, they have had nothing but that playoff That would have been my first guess. Until last be, year. Last year is the guess. first time they'd won anything. Columbus Blue Jackets. So, congratulations, guys. Greg, you're the winner. Joseph, thanks for calling in. We'll come back. We'll hear from Titans head coach Mike Vrabel next on ESPN 1025 The Game.